0: is analog spectrum. I don't mean to make it awkward, but Clinton, how come you're not returning our calls? Is it something we did?
1: Recording. We are recording. All right. Good morning, everybody. This is Analog Spectrum. You have Tony and I'm here with Doug. What's up? And it's morning for us, but whenever you listen to
0: that, that's fucking fine. So, yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> uh, Turn it
0: off and put it back on in the morning. 8 a.m. It's 8 a.m., people. So we're going to be subdued. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <I don't> either.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, what are we talking about today, Doug? Let's talk about the big, bad QT, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We always reference Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, And uh, and way back when, when when we originally started doing a podcast uh, or talking about doing a podcast, Doug and I exchanged ideas. And one of the ideas, and and this is like 45 or 40 so podcasts ago, was for us to rank Tarantino movies. And that idea for a podcast just kind of sat on the list. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to rank Tarantino movies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good, I think it's something to do. Because I'm not sure, because you and I are both fans, but I'm not sure we're going to agree on some of this stuff. Well, honestly,
1: talking to my wife uh, and her and I are pretty simpatico, she definitely got her number one's not my number one, I can tell you that. Mm, As a matter of fact, her number one is like my number nine. So, uh,
0: yeah. That's because she's weird. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> hey Doug she listens to this bro <laughs> I know I love you Mel but you're weird you know if you don't like the same shit we
1: like no doubt Getting, gonna get it out of the way uh, okay. spoiler alert don't be a dumbass if you haven't watched any Tarantino movies you don't need to be listening to this uh, not that we're going to get heavy into the into the plot because it is 10 movies that we're going to talk about and just to kind of explain what we did here uh, Tarantino's actually been involved in quite a few movies uh, but but we're really only going to uh, rank the movies that are pro- one professional. He did he did one uh, either student or amateur film or, that is not on the list. And these are movies he wrote and directed. Uh, so that's the easiest way to categorize his movies. I know we've talked about in previous podcasts, Tarantino himself has said that he is only going to do 10 movies. Now, I will tell mm. you there's actually 10 movies on this list. But uh, but one of the movies I believe Kill Bill he broke into into Volume One, Volume Two, which which we're going to rank separately. Uh, There's other movies. Oh, are we? Yeah, I am.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay, Okay. I lumped them, but okay,
1: that's okay. Uh, So, uh, uh, but uh, but he he did movies like he wrote True Romance, he wrote Natural Born Killers, but he didn't direct those. Those were directed by uh, like for example, Natural Born Killers was directed by Oliver Stone. And uh, I did rank the two uh, two Kill Bill movies separately. Uh, And and the movies we're talking about today, just so everybody knows, is uh, Reservoir Dogs, 1992, Pulp Fiction, 94, Jackie Brown, 97, Uh, Kill Bill Volume 1 was 2003, Volume 2 was 2004, uh, Death Proof, which was a grindhouse movie that he did with uh, with Robert Rodriguez, one half of a of a grindhouse set 2009 and Glorious Bastards 2012 uh, Django Unchained 2015 Hateful Eight and 19 uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which uh, Doug and I have already talked about uh, uh, one time before. A little background. I think everybody kind of is aware of Tarantino. Uh, I kind of have a love-hate with the guy. Uh, mostly love, definitely a little bit of hate. Uh, he was a big uh, part of the whole uh, Harvey Weinstein thing. Now, when I say he was part of it, his movies were produced by Harvey Weinstein. And that guy's a piece of shit, right? So, mm. I, like, I will tell you, I went back and rewatched a few of these movies before I uh, ranked them because I... You know, I, I, there was a couple that I'd only seen once, and I wanted to make sure that when I ranked them, I at least had some uh, ideas. So I went back and rewatched uh, both the Kill Bill movies. I'm currently watching Django Unchained. I watched Jackie Brown last night, and I rewatched Grindhouse because I'd only seen Grindhouse once. Interestingly, they didn't really change the way I uh,
0: I uh, ranked didn't them. Change your perception. <laughs> so. Yeah. But you know, on the Weinstein thing, let me just say real quick. Like, I mean, in his defense and in, in Tarantino's defense, like, uh, I, from my understanding, it is difficult to get a movie made in Hollywood. And if you can get it, even if it's a shit bag, to to pay for making your movie, you do it. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like if because if he didn't do it, then who? Maybe nobody would. So.
1: Yeah, I don't really know how much he knew, right? About what right. Was of course, working, yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, th- there's a lot of people that said that. uh that you know harvey weinstein was uh when when all the shit he did was like one of those open secrets in hollywood and i kind of feel that way but but you know some people and i think you you make a good point but in a way that is also a justification you know there's there's individuals that walked away that wouldn't that wouldn't associate Mm -hmm. themselves with him and
0: Mm -hmm. and he
1: did you know and i think tarantino got to the point where especially after like pulp fiction where he probably could have called his shots but he was associated Mm -hmm. with him i don't know again it's it's a hard thing to unpack for me, uh, and also I think Tarantino does certain things that I'm kind of like ah, I'm not a big fan of that. We'll probably drill down into that a little bit too, but uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, Tarantino and, and I and I was thinking about him. To uh, I was talking to Melanie, you know, one of the things about Tarantino is I think clearly he shares our love of cinema and also music, right? He you know like mm-hmm. every one of these uh, movies I watch the soundtrack is so rich,
0: mm.
1: you, know, you know, within the movie. And and almost every one of these movies is, uh, well, I think every one of them is, some homage to some other, you know, genre of movie. But like, for mm-hmm. example, I'm watching Kill Bill. I don't freaking know much about karate movies. I don't know much about the Hong Kong, movie, you know, cinema scene, mm-hmm. but he did, and you can still enjoy the movie, but you have to understand that a lot of what you're seeing is either ripped directly from, a Hong Kong movie or a black exploitation film or whatever, or it's an homage, mm-hmm. or it's original Tarantino stuff. Like Inglorious mm-hmm. Bastards is all about that freaking, you know, uh dirty dozen Kelly's heroes yep. kind of thing. And you 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 know, if you but I don't have I, I do have a pretty good knowledge of cinema back then, but nowhere near what Tarantino has. So right. and I think he even admits, you know, he steals. He pays homage and he does his own shit and he seems to do it in a way. And, and like I said, I, I have listened to his podcast. I forget who he does it with. And when I listen to him talk, I'm just kind of like, this is a guy I could probably hang out with. He doesn't seem, there doesn't seem to be uh, I mean, I think he's probably got some ego, but Mm -hmm. it's not like, he's not like Cameron ego or something like that. And, And he, and he just seems like a regular guy. So yeah. He's making movies.
0: Yeah. He's making movies. And like I say, I don't, um, you know, I don't begrudge him for getting somebody to pay for the making of a movie. Basically how if you, if you, if you didn't want to work with scumbags, you just don't go to Hollywood period. So.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. That's so, well, and that's the thing, Hollywood, and we're, and we're, well, we're going to have an episode coming up on this anyway. Yes. what is a is, you know, the, the Sodom and Gomorrah, it's a freaking cesspool mm. Mm. and, uh, they, they, Pumps, you know, there's probably good people there, but I think most people there are not good. Yes, so all right, yeah, anyway. Okay, moving on, hit me with number one, Doug. What is your number one? Uh, we're going number 10.
0: Number 10, sorry, start at the bottom. bottom Well, I only got nine, so okay, when we we get to the kill bill thing, uh, just count mine as two. So, okay, um, bottom of my list is Grindhouse, mine too. It is, yeah, uh, I didn't understand it, I didn't like it. Um I've found myself distracted the whole time, just like, eh, it's horseshit. I don't like it. I don't know. And maybe it's because, like you said, you know, I'm not familiar with the foundation um <clears throat> of the of the films that he used as a as a uh inspiration for this. Um and that could very well be the whole thing was just missed on me or whatever. But right uh yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. That's when you said you went back and watched these, I'm like, Yeah, I'm not doing it.
1: Well, I did. But primarily, I like I remember originally watching Grindhouse. And like I said, same. I don't I don't know the Grindhouse cinema thing that happened and all that. And, Mm. you know, he did a lot of like, I don't know, kind of experimental stuff in it where, you know, he would go to like black and white and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, then have the the camera jump, etc., it seemed like it was a little bit overwrought to me. Now I will tell you, I, I was going to mention this. I I don't think any Tarantino movie is necessarily bad. I mean, I I went back and watched it. Uh, it Melanie actually liked it a lot more than I did. The the, the redeeming qualities of Grindhouse uh, for me is man, Kurt Russell is. Fucking awesome, yeah. man! He's, he's great. Yeah. He's amazing. I mean, he's amazing yeah. in that movie. But the movie itself, I can't remember how long it is, but it's long. Okay, yeah. it is a long movie, and the and he also uh, I think it's Zoe Bell, who's a New Zealand stunt woman. She's also in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, she acts in it. Sorry, Zoe. You're terrible. You're not a good actress. You're just yeah. not. You know, so so none of the actresses really impressed me all that much. And the movie is just extremely, extremely dialogue heavy, for mm. for what it really amounts to. Uh, you know, maybe a fifteen or twenty minute action scene at the end of the movie, yes. which is not bad. It's a good action scene. It's it's interesting, but golly, it's it. They have a scene in there where all the women are sitting around the table, and they're having kind of a uh, reservoir Dogs conversation, and it's mm. just not as good as Reservoir Dogs. It's just not.
0: So, so yeah. Uh, well, it's one of these. It's one of these where like I, I, I was quite a while ago when I've seen it, and I barely even kind of remember the details of it. I just remember my, my reaction to this was like, oh my god, I can't get that three and a half hours back. How freaking long it was, you know? Because it was just like, yeah. Because it was just like, man, I just again just. Didn't get it. Totally missed. Mm-hmm. I am not the audience for this.
1: Like I said, uh, the only thing that made me think, oh, this is pretty good is Kurt Russell was amazing. He just was. Uh, every time he was on the screen, he owned that shit the, in the action scene at the end. was It was great. Now, this movie also kind of fall, falls into something Tarantino does quite a bit. He chooses uh, pictures of feet. So mm-hmm. let's. He does that. And this has got lots of feet in it. And the other thing is he likes to empower women. And that's really what I wanted to get to. This is a female empowerment movie, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. because at the end, the women uh, end up, you know, uh, beating the shit out of and killing
0: Kurt Russell. The heroines.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and he does that a lot. Sometimes he does it good. Sometimes he doesn't do it so great. This movie, Mm -hmm. again, uh, it has some redeeming stuff, but it just
0: wasn't great to me. So I agreed. So uh-huh. yeah, that was that was the bottom of my list. Yours as well?
1: Yep, that was number yeah. that was number ten.
0: So okay, what's
1: your uh, number nine? Uh, Kill Bill. Oh, Kill Bill. Okay, so you put Kill Bill number nine. I I, yep. I didn't rank Kill Bill near near number one, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so yeah. so uh, so we're gonna have to split it up when we get there, and we'll talk yeah. about that. So yeah, uh, what's your thoughts on Kill Bill?
0: Uh similar to Grindhouse, I think I, I probably uh, you know, the homage mm-hmm. portion of that was humongous, and I just didn't you know, I just didn't get it for one. Um, yeah. I think there was uh there was a scene in there that I thought was one of his best scenes in all of his films. Um but that didn't that wasn't enough to sustain the movie for me. Uh that whole five-finger death punch thing and all of that was just like uh, Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, I mean, so to be fair, growing up, uh, I watched kung fu movies. We used to actually go to the midnight theater in West Palm Beach Mm -hmm. and watch kung fu movies uh, in the midnight showing, And we would come home and fight in the front yard. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like idiots. But uh, so there was, you know, there was homages to that kind of stuff in there. But it just didn't ring true to me at all. You know, he had different reference material than me, probably or something. I don't know. But the scene uh, where uh, what's her face is uh, in the back seat of the pussy wagon. The Uma Thurman character? Uma, yeah, Uma Thurman. Um, that was the bride. Yeah, she just came out of the hospital and she killed that guy or whatever. And she's trying to like will her legs to move. I thought that was a freaking great that that little that little sequence right there was freaking awesome and kind of like that to me is quintessential quentin teritya say that three times fast that's quentin qt um quintessential qt uh because it's like the camera move is real slow but it's moving you know what i mean and and like uh he was able to get a lot out of uma thurman uh in terms of the emotional impact on that um but the rest of it, I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like. Oh, what's his face there? Kung Fu. I didn't like him in it at all. Um, what's his name? Did the play? Bill Carradine, Yep. Yeah. Yep. I didn't like him at all, and I didn't like his character, and I didn't like him acting in it at all. So, but uh, yeah, this is another one. It's it's. I put this right there with Grindhouse. I did like it better than Grindhouse, but um, I put it right there in the same same boat. It's like meh. I'll, I won't watch that again.
1: Well, okay, so a defense of uh, Kill Bill, all right, uh, because, again, my, mine rank a little bit higher. They're not number one. They're probably mm-hmm. kind of in the middle, and we'll get to that when we get to it, but seeing that we're kind of mm-hmm. talking about these, I'll go ahead and address uh, address Kill Bill. Now, again, I broke them up into volume one and volume two,
0: mm.
1: but some of the similarities, and I'll, maybe when we get to where they are on the list, I'll explain why I put, put them on the list. I thought Uma Thurman was amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought, uh, you know, it's crazy because uh, you go back and look at these, and you're like, At the time, you're like, oh, but now I've seen Uma Thurman. I think she's around our age, but uh, but seeing her young,
0: she was the the only constant throughout both films in terms of like um, like you know, kind of like an an emotional uh, metronome. You know what I mean? She she was uh, the one thing about both of those films that was kind of held true throughout both films. Right. Um, I I thought one was better than two, if that means anything. But. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like 2 at all. Yeah, I kind of agree. I do I do actually rank 2 lower than
1: 1, but yeah, I, I thought she I thought she was great. I thought she looked really good. I thought she her acting was 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 dead on. I think mm-hmm. she was able she kind of uh moved through that role. She it was her film, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh interestingly, a uh, little trivia, <laughs> you know the the where she's driving the Carmen Ghia? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she actually there there was there's a uh uh, situation i whatever you want to say it. there was a, a bad situation where like they wanted her to drive like at high speed down a dirt road and she didn't want mm-hmm. to do it and and uh Tarantino kind of forced her to do it and she ended up in a really bad accident hurt herself really bad in oh, the no, film shit. of this movie yeah yeah so so uh, I guess those kinds of things happen but uh but mm-hmm. I mean she she if you, you can't sure stunned double smoke well I don't know you know Tarantino right who the fuck yeah right yeah. but uh but you know she actually uh said that she i can i can't remember the exact word she used cuz she posted about it on it it was actually kind of tamped down for years and it was even recently they posted she posted about it posted about it mm-hmm. on uh mm-hmm. on instagram and she noted that uh she felt like it was it was definitely negligence but not malice is what she said so it seemed like she wasn't completely over it but she kind of had for, forgiven Tarantino and, and all those folks. And of course, you know, she, she popped up in and Kill Bill and also she was awesome in uh, Pulp Fiction. But anyway, Mm. I liked her, but I tell you, some other things I really liked about it, just FYI, uh, Daryl Hannah. Oh my God. Mm. Dude, that was so out of character for Daryl Hannah. Amazing. (laughs) I thought Michael Madsen was amazing. Uh, Yeah.
0: See, I didn't like him in it. Uh, Oh, I I, I did. I liked him. No, not me. Yeah. I didn't like him at all in it. Yeah, like I got him, I got him just like pigeonholed mm. into Reservoir Dogs at this point okay. in my, my life. So it's like, yeah, but no, his character. Well, I mean, he played Bill's brother, Bud, mm-hmm. and
1: there are scenes in there where, you know, he took, a he took ownership for what they had done to the bride. And he knew that, you know, he, he was all about self-preservation, but, but he was willing to accept death, you know, if she came and killed him. So she was going to, he was going to give uh, her a fair shake at, at getting revenge, mm. but not the not my favorites. But also, mm. uh, they're they're because the first one definitely more than the second was was little vignettes. You know, this movie was kind of a black exploitation. He did the yeah. anime thing, which was interesting. I, you know, I don't know if I liked it or disliked it. Then he did kind of the you know more of the Hong Kong cinema homage and so forth so the first one right. was more that way i do agree with you i didn't hate david carradine i actually kind of felt bad for david carradine uh <laughs> not as a character but as a human being the fact that you know his death is one of the hardest things to mm. uh, have happen to you if you're a celebrity do you are you familiar mm-hmm. with his
0: story no
1: he uh he died of autoerotic asphyxiation oh. he choked himself awesome. to death while masturbating that's the word anyway so yeah. that sounds yeah,
0: like great in, i know hollywood the <laughs> you know what i mean like it doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all it's yeah i
1: know, I know i'm sorry and, these are the, right yeah, here. Even and then
0: again here i'm gonna go off on a tangent now because these yeah. are the people that are that are making films that influenced all of us you know what i mean like right I sound like a grumpy old man. I want to ban books and shit, but it ain't that. It's just, it's like, (laughs) you know, why, why should we listen to these people? And, you know, these are the same people that they always ask about their opinion about politics or about whatever. And so anyway, so anyway, Kill Bill. Yeah. It's bottom, bottom, towards the bottom of my list.
1: All right. My number uh, nine is uh, Jackie Brown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And watched it last night. Uh, Yeah you know what I think Jackie Brown is, is a victim of coming out after Pulp Fiction. That's my thought. Yes, agreed.
0: Yep, yep. Agreed. It's like a, it's like a, a sort of wannabe Pulp Fiction. But, but it's also,
1: he. but he did go in a completely different direction. I mean, Pulp Fiction was, was a, a uh,
0: explosion, you know, like you. But let's, let's be fair though. I don't think he really knew what the hell he was doing on Pulp Fiction. And I'm not saying that. in oh, like, wow. I don't know. know about that. Was, no, no, no. I'm not saying he didn't know what he was doing, but like, you know, he hadn't had like major success, so he didn't understand. I think uh, this would be my guess. Um, you know, the impact that something like that could have. And I think the difference between the two films is, I think he was shooting for that in Jackie Brown, mm-hmm. and in Pulp Fiction, he was just making the movie that he thought should be made. You know sure. what I mean? Like, oh yeah. yeah. The, so the so the basic intent was was probably. Yeah. Uh, there, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I'm just shooting out my ass here, but. Um, but yeah, I had I had Jackie Brown next on my list. Great. So uh, it's yeah. It's, yeah, let's let's talk about Jackie Brown.
1: I mean, yeah. uh, I, I look at the I look at Tarantino as like an approachable Stanley Kubrick, and what I mean by that is I like how he, while his movies seem to have a common thread, he goes in different directions. He does a war movie, he does a spaghetti western, he does whatever. So I look at like Jackie Brown. You know, he did Pulp Fiction, and I I think you have a really good point in that. In Pulp Fiction, he made the movie he wanted to make. It blew up, you know, suddenly there's fame. And mm-hmm. now he's like, okay, let's let's uh, let's we're moving in this direction. And maybe there was an expectation Jackie Brown would have a have a similar response. I don't think mm-hmm. he chased I don't think he chases fame, but uh, but yeah, Jackie Brown and me again, not a bad movie. Uh watched it last night. I actually liked it. I do like it but you know, um, Pam Greer was freaking awesome
0: that's she's what I amazing thought. in it yeah but you, know who,
1: you know who else was amazing in it
0: uh, Harvey Weinstein uh, fucking Harvey, uh, what's his face uh, Forrester um, Forrester yeah no
1: I was gonna say Samuel Jackson was freaking well hilarious he,
0: <laughs> and again yeah he's he's kind of like that same character all the time you know yes. um yeah every movie I watched side note I watched uh something the other day about uh, some kid's dad is a superhero, and he's hiding it from his kid or something. And it had right. um, uh, shit, what's the dude from Wedding Crashers? The blonde guy? Oh, Owen, uh, Wilson. oh Wilson, Owen, oh yeah, same character in every freaking movie, man. And and I feel like Samuel Jackson almost has that. Even when he's even when he's in the Marvel movies, he's almost you know he's a swear and stuff, but you know he's got the very same demeanor and same uh swagger and whatever. So yep yep but anyway yeah so i still watch it though yeah 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 <laughs> yeah it's not yeah obviously it works for him right because i can imagine how many movies that guy's made
1: yeah and, and well he is definitely acting and uh but his dialogue so there's <laughs> there's one line in that cracked me up man where he's talking about because he's got all these women he has you know he's like three women One bridget fonda being one of them uh mm. but he's got another one and and i guess she had moved to uh hollywood or she moved to california wanted to go to college hollywood she did come from like georgia and he says uh she's more southern than a chicken coop <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah but jackie brown very dialogue heavy uh mm-hmm. and uh and very slow compared to pulp fiction yeah well compared to pulp
0: fiction for sure but i mean yeah yeah but um but i thought uh that's one of the things that i liked about it though is that it was uh I don't know. It was somewhere somewhere between like a detective, you know, gumshoe kind of a thing. And then, like you say, it plays homage to the black exploitation stuff from the 70s, Um, which I didn't see much of that. I mean, I remember seeing a little bit of when I was a kid, so I was familiar with it. Yeah, but not, you know, I I haven't uh, I haven't really investigated that much. But um, but, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And uh, I actually I liked um, De Niro in that as well. And I don't really like him in, in too many things. Right. Um, but I liked him in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I thought, I thought that De Niro kind of played out of character for your typical De Niro, you know? Yeah. And I thought, uh, I thought Bridget Fonda was, Fonda was interesting. I, you know, she was extremely unlikable, uh, which yes. was great. Which
0: which is for, probably comes natural. <laughs> wow. I'm <That's... laughs> just, you <know>, just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> 8 38 a.m i'm still grumpy so <laughs> i'm not grumpy at all i'm just telling you how i see it man that's all but yeah that that scene uh that scene where uh he kills the chick in the parking lot that's yeah. annoying the shit out of him yeah uh, that's just that's like, that's funny as shit man i well, mean that's a tarantino thing too and i think we've talked about this
1: before is like he likes to shock with violence right Mm -hmm. and uh and and he can make violence uh funny and he can also make it disturbing and uh in this movie even though it does it maybe two or three times you know because because uh uh uh, the samuel jackson character Ordell uh does uh kill lewis later uh the robert de niro character where he just Uh. shoots him in the car when -hmm. they're fighting and like you said um, uh, and then Lewis shoots uh, Melanie, which is the Bridget Fonda character, mm. in the parking lot. But I mean, it's funny. It's almost you know what? It even kind of goes back to like the whole Joker thing, uh, mm-hmm. where where uh, the Joker shoots the Robert De Niro character, and and you're and you're kind of satisfied by by that. It's weird because mm-hmm. you're kind of like oh. He had it coming, but did he really? Same with Bridget Fonda You're kind of like, yeah, mm. you know, she's naggy and stuff like that, though. But did he?
0: Did yeah? Or- but like to such a level. I, I mean, again, oh. this is the this is the, the the beauty of the the Tarantino direction is that. It, you get so fucking far under your skin. You're like, just kill her, just to shut her up. You know what I mean? And, and right. sure enough, it's you know, it's satisfying yeah. when it happens. And,
1: and it's a movie. You know, it's a movie, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, of course.
1: But here's a woman who uh, who basically uh, you know decided to curl up with snakes. Yeah, thinking that she could get away with it, and uh, yeah. and you know, and she, not
0: uh, not really knowing all the rules, right? And right, so,
1: right. Yeah. Not only does she curl up with him, she she you know flicks him in the head. Yeah, you're gonna get yeah. bit, but that's what happened. Yeah,
0: yeah, but she got bit yeah but i did <laughs> and 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 uh, the thing that i liked about that scene is i guess not the attitude but the the act the actual physical action of when when he killed her like his you could see like this is one of the things i liked about de niro in this where he doesn't he doesn't always do this in other movies like but you could see the the, the fuse was lit when they're in the mall and they're out mm-hmm. going out looking for the car uh <laughs> which was fucking funny right, right. <laughs> but uh But then when she took it too far, you could see this. it snapped. It snapped. And then he just did it. It it wasn't like so many movies where it's like you can watch them contemplate back and forth and, you know, and is it the right choice? Because there's no ethical decision here. It was (laughs) a strategic decision, you know, to keep her alive. And then when he finally shot her, it was just like (laughs) this. We're fucking done, man. <laughs> well, were great. And and she was poking the bear like all, because, oh big time.
1: Yeah, because they, they were on a timeline and she's like yeah. dicking around at the at the apartment. At the mall. Yeah, yeah, well, even before they were at the apartment, and he was and she was he's like, We gotta go. And she's like, 10 minutes. She said, 10 minutes, 10
0: minutes ago, you know, and yeah. and they're uh bickering like a couple. Yeah, she's t- totally fucking riding his ass. And oh, I liked to I liked um, how he, he was like, I don't know, he looked sort of like a mobster yeah you know what i mean with that slick back hair and shit but uh i did dig the mustache though i thought that was actually good. good yeah so so again not a bad mm-hmm. movie i liked it yeah. but uh,
1: yeah. it, uh one other piece of trivia that's kind of interesting oh the 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 script even though he has a writing credit on it though it was based on a book by elmore leonard elmore leonard called mm-hmm. run punch and uh the, the michael keaton character in there uh ray nicolette Mm-hmm. is uh is actually a multiple uh or at least two <laughs> uh uh Elmore Leonard novels and he reprised this role as the ATF agent in another movie called Out of Sight starring George I think it was Out of Sight starring uh, uh George Clooney so it was also another Elmore Leonard so he's oh, actually, Okay yeah he's actually a connection between the two uh, I did that not know kind that. Of but uh but yeah uh, all right so that was my number 8 Your number 8 was uh was um uh, kill bill what's your number seven
0: seven was jackie brown
1: okay okay uh do you want to do want to give me your number uh i'll tell you what let me let me get let me get caught up with you okay my number eight uh was django unchained
0: okay it's so, uh, funny because we're we're tracking uh because that's my next one okay but there, you, yeah we're sort of just flip-flopped a little bit in there
1: yeah we're actually kind of getting to the point where uh uh
0: the movies are starting to get actually good. And yeah, they're again. good.
1: It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I have to be careful with this one. I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to think I'm, I'm a, you know, like this This is again, this is a movie that's got a clear direction. There's a reason why he made this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 a western. It's a spaghetti western. It also takes advantage of some of the, that that black exploitation, uh, stuff we talked about. To me. I'm watching it right now. I'm probably about an hour into it, kind of rewatching. I think I've seen it maybe two or three times before, uh, and, uh, and to me, it's a little heavy-handed, a little preachy. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm uh, kind of, I get kind of over that. Uh, but I think the Christoph Waltz character is flipping amazing. Oh
0: yeah, that dude. Yeah. yeah he he crushes it every time. It seems like he works with Tarantino. Yeah, he does. I thought the story was really good. I thought DiCaprio was fricking awesome. Yes. You know, yep. that's a, that's a match made in heaven, him and Tarantino. Right. Uh, he's pretty good anyways, but for some reason, when he worked with Tarantino, like his, his performances elevate. And I don't know if it's Tarantino gives him freedom to do it or if he, you know, harshly like, uh, like uh, what's his face used to do. Um, You mentioned him earlier. <sighs> the crazy bastard from England. <laughs> a crazy bastard from England. Yeah. The director. Uh, oh, it's Kubrick. Kubrick yeah Kubrick yeah. used to be so mean to some of his actors so I don't know if I don't know if 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 Tarantino does that with him or whatever but somehow he gets better performances uh out of him
1: yeah it's still good I mean
0: DiCaprio's yeah. great I mean even yeah
1: I think I think that's a that's a you know again on a scale of you know really good to really really good you know because he's he's a great actor but I totally agree with you he gets so much out of Leonardo DiCaprio uh, I thought Samuel Jackson was great in this movie but there was just a lot. I mean, again, the movie itself is a fun watch. It's just to me, I'm just kind of like, uh, I'm just kind of there. There's moments not compared to a lot of other movies that are even worse nowadays. Where I'm kind of like, all right, mm-hmm. I get it, you know. Uh, but uh, but if anybody does it, uh, does it in a way that I can kind of respect, it's Tarantino. So
0: that was my number six. So I went, I went Grindhouse, Kill Bill, which of course um, was two and one. Okay, and then Jackie Brown, and then. Django.
1: D silent, bro.
0: D silent. Django. D silent. Okay. So, okay. So, it took me a second. <laughs> took me a second to understand what you were saying. What are you talking about? You want me to shut up or what? Like, okay. <laughs> well, other than the normal shut up, yes.
1: <laughs> also, uh the uh, it's my my number seven. Skill Bill Volume Two. Okay. 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 So so we're kind of back on. What's your number six? Uh,
0: Django is my number six. What's your number six?
1: Uh, hatefully. Oh,
0: really. really? That shocks me. Yeah. Okay. No, I love yeah, it. That's much higher on my list.
1: Is it? No. I no. And and we're now we're in this point where they could easily shift. They can yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. My so, bottom I, three are definitely my bottom three. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. So. Uh, okay. But uh, hateful eight.
1: No, I love hateful eight. I love it. I mean, so. Okay. So I thought surprised. probably the. Yeah. Well, and, and now, again, now we're in this place where it's like it's like the movies are getting elevated by there's certain things. Probably the only reason Hateful Eight ended up where Hateful Eight ended up, it is a very long movie shot in one basically one room, very di- mm. very dialogue heavy. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I thought it was a great movie. I I do not
0: hate Eightful Eight Eight. So, so so tell me about why why uh, so. So it was much higher on my list, and I'll just tell you why. For the exact reason that you just mentioned, that it's lower on your list, and that is that I really appreciated the manipulation of the audience in such a really, really difficult uh, situation for a writer. So in other words, it's in one. Most of it takes place in one room, mm-hmm. and and it's all character based, and it's all you as an audience member um, have to have to try to decipher. You can tell something's going on, but you're not quite sure what, and something doesn't seem right. And you got all these crazy, like the freaking uh, Kurt Russell characters, this outlandish man. He's a cartoon character, you know? Right. Um, but all of that happening in one room, that's challenging to do. It's very easy to, like, in movies to, like, shift time mm-hmm. or you know, shift locations and then and you can further your story very easily that way. But to, to, to create a story like this, that, that, that uh, moves you as an audience member and to do it in such a confined space, I think was great. That's one of the reasons I liked it so much.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, no, again, I, I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I thought Jennifer Jason Lee, uh,
0: Daisy, the character Daisy. Yeah. She's awesome. Oh my, oh I know she's got one of your all time favorite lines. Yeah, she or, does. She does. Yeah, and then,
1: yeah. uh, and then uh, Kurt, Ru- Kurt Russell, uh, you know samuel jackson they're amazing they're just yep. they're just really great in it uh i thought walton uh walton groggins the actor who played uh yeah uh, yeah he he uh probably one of the i don't know maybe one of the most underrated actors should act a lot more he's amazing everything mm. he does i think we talked about him in a previous yeah, podcast and
0: as good bad guys in and justified he was a, yes. he was a good, great bad guy Justified.
1: yeah one of my favorite things ever and it's worth actually going back and uh in, in searching it out. You, I, I don't know how you, you would take it, but, uh, he played a lawyer in the TV show community once, uh, and, uh, and man, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. So, uh, mm. so yeah, but, but also there's lots of, uh, you know, uh, Kurt Russell, Samuel Jackson and, and even Walton Groggins was, he was in, uh, mm. Django, uh, uh, the, you know, we, we have a lot of the Tarantino regulars, Michael Madsen's in this, uh, Bruce Dern's in it. And I didn't realize that Bruce Dern's in uh, at least three of Tarantino's movies, you know. Mm. And uh, yeah, Zoe Bell's in this again, you know. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, it's interesting. They have a, uh, there's a, a Hateful Eight cut that's, I think is like six hours long or something. Jeez. Yeah, it they, they actually broke it up. It was almost like the uh Zack Snyder Justice League where they broke it up and it was a lot. So mm. uh th- th- like there's movies, there's Tarantino movies like if if uh if I'm um, if I'm home and it's rainy, it's a cold day and they're on, I'll probably watch them. Uh, mm-hmm. This is probably not one of them, and the only no, reason, really? why, yeah, because it's just so long. It's a long right. movie, and it's and, and and it ends on a crescendo. That's great, you know, like yeah. like where, but uh, but it takes a, a little while to get where it uh, it needs to be.
0: Yeah, maybe that's the thing. Is that's what I like? Is I like that really subtle, nuanced stuff? You know what I mean? That's um, that's it's been a, a habit or a trait of mine since ever since I was a teenager. The First book I ever read. Was called Nothing Lasts Forever, and it was a it was remade into that Bruce Willis movie Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know why I did this. I can't tell you what spurred it on, but I got right to the like the peak of the action or whatever, and then I'd put the book down, mm. and I'd leave it for days, and and just to just to let to, to stew in the anticipation of what's going to happen next, you know. And so I like that. I like that just being toyed with uh you know by the director just stringing it along and stringing it along it's, it's got to be entertaining because if you do it and you don't do that well then i get bored real quick and shut it off mm-hmm. but uh, tarantino's super good at it and uh, right anyways.
1: it's a slow burn there's no doubt about
0: yeah, yeah i like so that uh too.
1: and and uh like i said it's his uh the way that man writes dialogue uh is yeah. it's amazing and and uh i wouldn't even really call this a true i mean his step definitely takes place during the you know the 1800s, but it's not even really a western. It's just nah,
0: it's a just, it's a room, it's a movie yeah, in a yeah. room. It just happens to be they're dressed that way and but they have it, some of those attitudes from that time frame. It's like a stage play. It really is. Yeah, so. just about. But I mean, all those scenes where the stagecoach is, is is picking people up, you know, and that that feels very much Ichabod Crane on a stage play, kind of a that, right. that, it's got that vibe to it, you know. Sure
1: does, man. It's a, it's yeah. like a play.
0: Yeah, so uh, that's cool all right
1: so that was my number six okay what's your number five kill bill volume one okay yeah Okay. and uh, i ranked volume one over volume two uh okay. kind of like we talked about before and all to your point i there were things i really really liked in volume two i again i i thought the uh you know the daryl hannah character was in the fight was amazing and so forth but uh kill bill volume one i did like uh like the Lucy Lou uh fight, even though it hasn't aged as well as I thought it would. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit much. Uh the uh but also like you kind of mentioned, I the whole end of Kill Bill Bill Volume Two, where uh she goes and you know he's saved her daughter. They have the whole have the whole uh you know, conversation where he shoots her with the dart. I was just like, uh oh, we need to we need to go ahead and end this. This is you know, this is <laughs> yeah. you know, uh it, you know, I I, I guess I kind of get it I don't know it just you know but I but I, like I said I really really liked Uma Thurman and I thought she was
0: great yeah I, I agree with that but like you are you are way more patient and and forgiving uh when it comes to watching movies than I am like if I don't like it I just shut that shit off man yeah and so, well I mean uh, Tarantino I'm gonna get through whatever he does you know yeah, I
1: am because 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 he's Tarantino and I like Tarantino there, there's definitely movies that I will start and I'm like I don't like this you know, but, uh, <laughs> but, well, I'll, I'll give you, uh, there's an example, uh, well, I won't give an example. It's not important, but the truth is that there's, there's a movie I watched recently that I liked, uh, went and it had a sequel and I started watching the sequel and almost immediately I was like, oh, I freaking hate this. I freaking uh-huh. hate this. They know exactly, they know exactly what made the first one popular and uh and it's like hey you like cake frosting here's a whole fucking There's can of cake, cake frosting. frosting you're yeah, like yeah. you're like i don't want so just a little bit on top i actually like it <laughs> i like the the cake part of it not i like the fun. cake as oh, well yeah. here it's got it's got yeah, confetti open up, it's, in it. yeah. it's got it's got bits of i'm like oh this is way too much yeah. So did uh, you finish it no, I watched like five minutes of it, and I turned it off. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, like I was—I mean, I may go back and revisit it, but I was like, uh,
0: "Yeah, I, see, that shit's gonna bug you forever." You're one of those completest fans. Well, Same with video games. No, <laughs> no, like, nope. What was no, that no, like? No, what, no, was no. That, what was this, this, is that uh, okay. this is not a completist thing. This okay. is not a completist thing. This is
1: just—I—I I, I am kind of because I—I li- I was like off. Okay. Fuck this. And, okay. and <laughs> my thought is like I might. Like, it's only—I'm—I'm li- I'm not exaggerating. It was five minutes. Like okay. five minutes, uh, and uh, hated it, and uh, and so I might go back and just think, see
0: if they pump the brakes on it a little bit. But all right. but
1: yeah, I'm not real big. I'm not real. I mean, sequels are are
0: yeah, such a mixed bag. Well, back. we're gonna be talking about that in the future, anyways. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, so. All right. Anyway, okay. So that was your that was your what your number five. That was my five. What was your five? Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Okay,
1: that's my number four.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So again, not really very many criticisms of this. It was a a solid movie, right? The opening scene was one of the best opening scenes of any movie ever, ever made and any planet and any, yeah, that, that was just freaking amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, the the rest of the film started going wayward for me. Um, I love world war two stuff. Mm-hmm. I liked, I didn't like Brad Pitt's character very much in this. And I know it was a, I know it was a, you know, what do you call it? A uh, caricature, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and overdone on purpose and all of that. But um, I just didn't, I mean, he did a good job on it, but uh, I don't know. I just, it didn't sit right with me. Right. Uh, and You know, anyways. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, the whole, the, the theater scene was great. And they're blowing shit up and all that. Right. That was all cool. And the the pub scene was good um the very that that pub scene was uh, again that thing that i like that he can he can stretch it out and just make you anticipate and wonder what's going to happen and uh, mm-hmm. so it was intense but anyway yeah yeah story yeah. wise story wise i thought it was it was not as not entertaining enough for me sure and this this was kind of the first time
1: we ever saw him like completely you know take history and turn it upside down you know, mm-hmm. that we know, I mean, well, you know, in our face, you know, cause he, cause yes. uh, he's, he kills Hitler in this. Uh, this is another one. I went back and revisited. Uh, I, when I first saw it, I was kind of, uh, you know, in that lukewarm place and I rewatched it and uh, actually I rewatched it twice. Cause uh, I watched it and I was like, Hey Mel, you remember uh, glorious bastards. And we went back and watched it again. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything you're saying, I'm completely on board with uh, that. Uh, that the opening scene with Christoph Waltz as the first. And, and interestingly, he almost did not make this movie uh, because he did not have the, the Hans Landa character, the, the Christoph Waltz character. Mm. And he, and he wanted he wanted somebody that could, that could uh, speak multiple languages. I and mean, I think you and I talked about this. In we a did. Yeah. Where, where they we were doing like read throughs mm-hmm. and so forth. He even told Christoph, uh, just to freaking keep it keep it tucked in, don't don't go over the top because he knew how good he was, and hmm. and he wanted uh, reactions from the uh, from, from the other gas, actors. Yeah. yeah, to be to be like, holy smokes, genuine. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and but he spoke German, he spoke French. You know, he was a great actor and and actually, and this may be a little bit of an urban legend, but he allowed the movie to go forward because, you know, he found his actor, his Hans Landa. I, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, the Brad Pitt character. Yeah, definitely over the top. Uh, this is another movie that uh, that empowers uh, females. Probably one of the things I did not like about it is uh, he kind, you know, the, the Christoph Waltz character, was such a powerhouse initially. But as we kind of get a little bit into the movie, he either kind of neuters him or he kind of tamps uh-huh. him down. Because, you know, Brad Pitt kind of outsmarts him and all that kind of stuff, which was, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like he would probably be a little, more, uh, a little more on the ball when it came to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think he would have been more of a formidable foe, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just like I said with the other Tarantino movies, this movie does the... You know, oh, my God, that's freaking violent out of nowhere. Mm. A lot, you know, and the fact yeah. that he killed Hitler uh, was was crazy at the time. Mm. People were like freaked out about that or not freaked out, but they were kind of a little bit shocked that he he did an alternate history uh,
0: thing. But he does whatever yeah. he wants. I thought the Jew bear, I thought the Jew bear thing was funny. And uh, I again- see that part. I was just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I just like maybe it's like, you know, somebody tells a joke and it falls flat. I mean, that's kind of how I felt about the Jew bear thing. I was like, meh. No, mm-hmm. I loved it. No, I personally liked it. I liked the fact that he comes
1: out there and uh, and uh, clubs the Nazi to death. I oh, thought that was great. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but like I said, you know, the whole thing with that is is that's Tarantino and, you know, either it would not have been so violent or he would have stretched it out or that wouldn't have happened. But a series of events played out, just like with the Pulp Fiction and the Gimp. You know, you're kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, this is going someplace and there's no stopping it, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, but... But yeah, so that was my number, what did I say, uh, four? Did you have a different number four?
0: Um, that, for me, was number five.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, that was my number four. What's your number four? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, my gosh, okay. So we're pretty much online, really, honestly. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah, Once Upon a Time was uh, was my number three. okay.
0: So, go away from me, cat. my stupid cat's bugging me
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so tell me about uh tell me about uh, what's well we did a whole
0: podcast on that. so uh, you know I't to revisit too much of it, but at the end of the day, um to me, the story was the worst part. Uh, everything else was better, but like the acting was great. The cinematography was just you know, Tarantino developed that style in his first two movies, and he Pretty much perfected it in this one, because um, it, it it it's not as evident in some of it. you can see some of the Tarantino's and I'm talking just cinematography here. I'm not talking the direction and the story and all that stuff. Um, you can see a little bit of it in Hateful Eight. Uh, you can definitely see a little bit of it in Django and Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite so much in Inglorious Bastards, but um, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's like that it just that just reeks. Tarantino in the way that film was shot. Mm. Um, the scene, for example, where he goes to pick up uh, what's her face, where, uh, Brad Pitt's in the Cadillac, and he pulls over to the side of the road and he's talking to the, the girl that wants a ride to the to the ranch. Mm. Um, and he had talked to her before, you know. And he asks her something. Oh, he like he pulls over, and says hi to her or something, and she walks over to the car and leans into the car. And the shot, the the camera shot is probably half the screen is covered with that chick's ass, but you can barely see Brad Pitt kind of off in the background. And they're talking about, did she ate a pickle or something? I don't know. She wanted to get a pickle in the previous part of the movie and he was asking her about it. But, mm. uh, but the, shots like that. And in the scene where, where he first sees the girls, I mentioned this when we first talked about it. Um, and those hippie girls are walking across the street. That, that camera move is like, I've I never see it anywhere else except Tarantino movies and uh it was yeah it was great so there was a lot about that movie I liked right uh, and this the story was the thing that I liked the least but I still I still liked it
1: yeah yeah I I you know it's a. Uh... It's a interesting place to do a story. That's why I worry about this last movie because you, you know, you you say to me, you know, Tarantino's doing a Western, Tarantino's doing a war movie. I get mm. excited, right? Mm. You say to me, Tarantino's doing a movie about Hollywood in the 60s, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, that doesn't mm-hmm. excite me at all. Yeah. Same. I, I think he was able to kind of bring me over a little bit. I do not disagree with what you're saying. It's it's just a, it was a it really was just a period of time in these guys' lives, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and, you know, with the whole Sharon Tate thing folded in. And again, he does the whole subversion of, of history thing with this. Right. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I think kind of kind of what I, you know, I look at like Jackie Brown, you know, you know, his third movie and this one, which is his most recent, it is clear that this is a person who can call his shots in Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jack- Jackie Brown, you know, you, you know, it's obviously he does things very intentionally, but but you can kind of tell that that, you know, he he, he recreated 1960s Hollywood in Hollywood. Right? right. And, and he just, he was allowed to kind of, kind of, again, kind of call his shots because he's Tarantino right. and, uh, and other things he did, like, like the whole Bruce Willis thing, or not Bruce Willis, uh, Bruce Lee thing, where they made the comment about, uh, like where China was like, uh, Hey, edit out the, uh, the Bruce Lee stuff, or we're not going to release your movie in, in China and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can go piss up a rope, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that he has that capability, people are like, well, he does what he wants to do, or the or that he was in that press conference, and some some uh, 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 some uh, journalist was was pressing him about, you know, the Margot Robbie character not being fully fleshed out, and how he uh, clearly doesn't know how to uh, to uh, give women their proper. Uh, proper mm. uh, position in movies, mm. which is ironic because again, yeah, which
0: is Tar- idiotic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Tarantino, Uma Thurman. Yeah. Jackie Brown, the, the, the French Jew and, and, uh, in, uh glorious bastards. He, he's mm-hmm. all Tarantino is all about, uh, yeah. empowering women and, uh, and he basically just tells her you know i don't i don't you know i'm not going to answer that question because it's stupid right yeah. and <laughs> and so it's so the fact that he does that and he doesn't get freaking totally canceled just tells me again the power of this man right? right so but with that said uh yeah we're kind of on on the same page with that i i liked uh, i liked uh, the movie quite a bit but uh, I think you're right. I think the the that we're watching, we're just observing these people in in a day, uh, kind of a day in a the life. There was uh, mm. again, there was periods in there where I was like, wow, that's amazing. When mm. he punches that guy out at the the ranch, mm, on yeah. ranch, mm. that was great. Uh, the end was great, but yeah. So that takes us to number where what where are we at right, right now? We what are me? at the top three. Top three. So I, my top three was was Once Upon a Time. What's yours? Uh, Hateful Eight. Okay, hateful eight, eight. We've already talked about it.
0: So, yeah, talk about hateful eight. Yeah, um, and you explain. Yeah, I mean. you know, like I said before, I I, I just think that one was. Um, I don't know. They could be swatched easily. Switched hateful eight and once upon a time almost equal for me and in, in in my little world. But clearly, our top two are our top two. You
1: know what's funny about this is uh is you when we started this conversation you were like uh oh we're definitely gonna knock heads about these. That we're pretty much something knocking
0: heads, but I just like we 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 you said knocking heads,
1: Doug. You I used did the term, say knocking knocking you I said did not. Knocking heads. I will now, bet, bet
0: you $50. I'm putting it on tape. I'll bet you $50. I'm not I taking that bet. Not I'm not, not taking bet that or bet. Not. You
1: alluded to it. Okay, whatever. Fucking.
0: Okay, I don't use <laughs> Dude, that term knocking c- heads.
1: Don't <laughs> 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 well, get upset again. Now it's like 9.30 and Doug is like it's starting to get a little fired up. So, uh huh. But anyway, no, we you thought we were going to disagree on a lot of these, and we haven't. Would you say well, that? Well,
0: yeah. Okay. Agreed. Okay. All right. Agreed right. to disagree. Okay. I'm disagreeing to agree with you. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. Whatever. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. So our top two is our top two, and just now we just get down to it. What order did you put them in?
1: Uh, Reservoir Dogs 2, Pulp Fiction 1.
0: Same. There you go. Yeah, same. Reservoir Dogs, I thought was uh, oh, just gosh, man, what a freaking great movie. Yeah. But not quite as polished, I think, as as Pulp Fiction. Um, and not quite as rich of a story.
1: Yeah, we can hmm. we can almost kind of talk about these movies as you know together and and hmm. and and what I mean by that is our time and our time and. I know what together. "together"
0: means, Tony. I I, I, I have linguistic <laughs> skills. Okay, now, now he's got a freaking chip <laughs> on his shoulder. <laughs> So I'm not going (laughs) to knock
1: heads on you on this,
0: Doug. Uh, That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot of
1: times, everybody, just so you know, a lot of times I have to explain things to Doug because, you know, he's... Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm three. Uh He's got a... You know, his brain is very smooth. He's had a CT. Anyway... (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, they were like, "Wow, yes.
1: it's like a, it's like a pool so,
0: No, so, Reservoir so Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, so
1: Reservoir Dogs. When we were in Florida together, I remember watching it and saying to you, "Dude, you got to come over and watch this movie." You know, here mm. we are with the uh, with the movies of the time, and this thing drops, and it just—I think for both of us, it just blew our mind.
0: Blew right? our mind, yeah. Yeah,
1: we couldn't, yeah. we couldn't believe what we were watching.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, I had uh, never seen anything like that ear scene. Oh God. I had never seen anything like that, dude. And it was really the strangest, the strangest thing. And I think everybody had that same reaction. It's like, you're laughing, but your your stomach oh. is turning at the same time, you know? Oh, like where Michael <laughs> Madsen... And wow. Michael Madsen was just like, he just played it perfect. Yes. The setup was perfect. The music was perfect with Steeler's Wheel. Yeah. And... and yeah. And he crazy. even threw and like then, a little humor in it, like where he yes, yeah. can he, he's talking in
1: the ear. Can you hear yeah, me? Can you and, hear me? Yeah, yeah. And, and you and you don't want to laugh, but you laugh. But you laugh, yeah. Yeah. And and the whole movie though, but the 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 way it was filmed, the twists, you know. I and-
0: love the handheld stuff when they're robbing the, 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 the jewelry store and right. they're running down the street from the cops, that handheld shit, that was fucking great, man. Harvey Keitel was amazing in it. Tim oh, Roth yeah. was amazing in yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Steve Bushimi. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Amazing. So uh I can't, I can't even think of words how no. good those guys were. I mean the casting was great. The acting was great. The directing was great. The the, the writing was great. The cinematography right. was great. I mean, everything about that fucking movie was good, man.
1: Yeah, and it's a it's, it's Tarantino's second actually. His first one was I I can't remember if it was an amateur or school movie. Probably not a school movie. Like an amateur movie. Mm. This is like his first mm. movie, right? Real real movie, yeah. Real movie, right out of the gate. Who knows who this guy is? Of course, he's in it too. He he, he actually right. acts it's in it. it.
0: But and, uh, But again, if you look, if you think about that and then you watch the movie, you can see that because it all takes place in really, really cheap sets, right? They ran in some old freaking warehouse. Sure. Uh, They're running down the street in LA with with all tight shots. There's no like big open, you know, establishing shots. You never even get an establishing shot. Um, And then then the diner, which is again another, you know, movie history scene, that whole diner thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so you can see that it was a it was a, a cheap film to make in terms of films, right? Whereas if you compare that with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Hateful Eight, I mean, those are epic in in comparison, you know? Yeah, so, sure, and and even like that you talk about the opening scene, but the, the the to
1: me the one establishing shot is them walking down the road together. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yes. and and uh, and my thing with that is that's you know for such a low budget movie. Uh, that isn't that shot has been been uh, you know redone, ripped, stolen mm. from, paid homage to. Well,
0: it was stolen too. That was stolen from the right stuff. You think? I don't know. But the astronauts walking to, towards the space capsule. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that no, was totally stolen. Absolutely, uh, it just but, wasn't as cool because they yeah, were astronauts. Well, okay, they we were they there were we gangsters. I mean, well, I, yeah, yeah I, with the skinny I, ties and shit.
1: Yeah, maybe the slow mo walk was it. You know, you know, it's been done before, but he did. He's the one that freaking made it what it is. I mean, like when I see it now in anything at all, honestly, I think,
0: I think reservoir dogs, I think that's, that's I mean, if you check it out, if you check it out, the, 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 the main thing that he did that was different and this is a, this is a great camera trick um, that the Hollywood figured out long, long ago is if you, if you watch the right stuff, um, that camera angle, I'm going to look it up as I'm talking just to make sure I'm not full of shit. Um, (laughs) But I, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's entirely possible. Get my fifty dollars back because <laughs> I think you are full of shit. <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, slow mo. There we go. The right stuff, slow mo walk. Let's see if I'm right. Yeah, I am right. So um, the the uh, the shot, the the main thing that Tarantino did different than that shot mm-hmm. is that he put the camera down on the floor. He did, he did like the hero image of those guys uh walking, whereas uh-huh. the right stuff uh was pretty much straight on. Okay. Um, so he made those guys look at, and I don't think it was all the way on the floor of the camera, but it was just certainly an upshot. It was it was looking at them uh and it, and what that does psychologically is it makes them look like heroes. Right. Yeah, which you and I have had many, many discussions about this. The thing I love about this movie is that That dichotomy, they're all fucking bad guys. They're all bad guys. No matter how you slice it, they're all bad guys, but they have redeeming qualities and they have ethics and they have a code, right? And all of that stuff, except for Michael Madsen, of course. He's no, but he's got loyalties, right? He's got loyalties to the extent, yeah. Yeah, well, he's because he's super loyal to uh, the boss there. What's his name? The guy with the raspy voice. Oh, uh, (laughs) I can't remember his name, Joe. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyways, Um, but yeah, that, that opening scene with them walking was freaking great. And I think the thing that made that was the music, you know, so we talked about before. Yeah. It's just, it just nails it, man. Just nails it. Sure. Yeah. And like,
1: and I, I I, I won't disagree that there is a uh, there, you know, the slow walk wasn't, you know, first done by Tarantino. I just think he, he 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 did it better he did it better he did the best right and I think most people now when you see slow walk i I think about this and to the music point, we haven't talked about the music in uh, that much for these films like I said before, like like I was talking to Melanie when we were watching jackie brown uh that you know music is obviously and this is i'm not saying this Earth-shattering, everybody knows this M- music is a huge part of movies, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, the way they, they work music in the movies is, is all is essential. Tarantino just does it at a level where you're like, Oh, you couldn't have picked a better song for this. You couldn't mm-hmm. pick a better song for, for, uh, for, uh, you know, the, the dance scene in Pulp Fiction perfect song, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and his, his you know, just with films, his depth of knowledge, just comes screaming through and everything he does is depth of knowledge for, for, uh, for music, like Steelers wheels. What a great freaking song. Mm -hmm. It's it's such an upbeat song, a feel good song as he carves a guy up with a straight razor. Right. You're like, Holy cow. And I don't know, maybe, maybe Brandy, you're a fine girl. I don't know. It's just that he, he, he just, he just does it in a way where, where his music and everything he does, everything he does is, is, uh, you know, it, he, he pulls from that. Now, I don't think everybody could do that. I think there's probably people out there that have comparable knowledge to both, to those things, but he just has a way of, of, uh, of making it all blend together. And you're like, wow. But, but again, like you and I watched that freaking, uh, Reservoir Dogs and it's like, yeah, this isn't freaking you know, the Cable. St. Mary guy. Poppins, man. Yeah, yeah, St. Mary Poppins. This is, you know, movies of the time. You know, this isn't Waterworld. This isn't The Cable Guy. This isn't any of those movies. This yeah. is something completely different. I mean, you know, there's movies again that come along and everybody kind of imitates and Reservoir Dogs and definitely Pulp Fiction had all kinds of imitators. And a lot of times the, the, uh, what comes after is equal, maybe better in a way. They improve on it. Nobody's ever improved on any of these. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody has. That, yeah. yeah. So, but okay. So, number one being Pulp Fiction.
0: Yeah, number one being perfect. I want to I'm going to quick uh a quick correction here cuz I just watched this intro scene uh, again while you were talking cuz I don't listen to anything you say mm-hmm. and um I expect nothing less. Yeah. <laughs> so, here's what he did that was different uh-huh. than the right stuff. He had a side shot. So that he famous did. that famous like uh scene where they're like walking like what's on the the poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not even in the film. He oh. did a side shot of them walking, and it doesn't even look like they were in slow motion. But he did then one after another. He did close-ups, mm-hmm. uh, and that was his introduction uh, of the cast. He did close-ups of you know, Tim Roth and whatever um, Eddie Bunker and all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how he did it, different than uh, than the right stuff. But uh, anyway, it's it's a minor point because overall it was just awesome. It's um, funny.
1: It's almost like a my, my, yeah. what is it called a Mandela effect because. You said he didn't even do a, f- a forward shot, and I, I uh, am, I'm like, well,
0: really, but I, I totally believe what you're saying. Yeah, um, it's also all of his, all of his um, straight on shots were at eye level, but with the actors, right? And it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a group shot. Uh, that group shot was, and then it was all side, and then the last group shot was them walking away. You see the backs up. You never even get that, you- that shot that's on the poster. So interesting. How many times do you think you've seen Pulp Fiction or uh, Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> at least ten. Yeah, yeah, both of them at least 10 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I like there's so many things about the movie that I like. We could talk for hours about it, but yep. the fact that, that Tarantino gets shot and crashes the car and, and, you know, uh, he dies in the car when these other guys get out and, and escape. Yeah. Uh, that was freaking great. And then we, you know, we talked about the, the Mr. Blonde, uh, torturing the cop. That was freaking awesome.
1: Sure. Oh, the part, but I also so... like the part when the, the cops come around the, the turn and Harvey Keitel has a two 45s and then loads on them. You know, yeah. a lot of stuff that happens outside the warehouse. And of course we, we get uh Tarantino's uh uh shooting things out of sequence. Uh, yes. Which he does. Yeah, the this. jumping
0: around thing is, is, is great. Tim Roth um, is I think great. it's kind of cool. Cause yeah. Oh, Tim Roth is freaking brilliant. Out of sequence thing was cool. Cause it, it kind of almost forces you to pay attention. Like Always. you get more invested because you connect the pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he's well, got him disconnected and, and you put the puzzle together. And so you have more invested in the film.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know, like I can tell you right now, like when I, I've talked to people that don't like Pulp Fiction, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I've, I've actually, you know, had people tell me, I, I don't understand it. And you're like, why not? And it's like, well, it doesn't make sense. You know uh, you know, uh, John Travolta's character dies and later on he's alive again and I'm looking yeah. You're a fucking idiot, man. Yeah, I mean, you're stupid I mean, you can't it's like, yeah. I know it's like, you can't follow but, but that's conversations I've had where people are it's like, crazy, yeah. it's, it's out of sequence. You know, the movie's yeah. out of sequence and it, it was, you know, and he, I, I, it boggles my mind, but it, there, there's reasons not to like a movie, but the fact that, that, uh, that everything is not explained to you and it, God, oh, man, it drives me crazy. In well, so,
0: okay. So let me, let me, I'm going to go. Cause uh, it wouldn't be fun if we all agreed on every single thing. Um, <laughs> Which I'm going to tell you that somebody out there is probably saying that very same thing about you and I when we put Grindhouse at the bottom because we didn't understand. You know what I mean? So they could very well be. So somebody who's super familiar and they go, "Ah, oh, that's so obvious." Be like, oh, "I lost on me, dude. I missed it." Sure. You know?
1: Yeah, like to me, Grindhouse was just chatty as hell, and and again, yeah. it was as I as I like to joke around about. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a uh, it was uh, an hour an hour's worth of content shoved in a. A, you know what a two and a half hour bag you know what i mean it's right. like it's like right. could easily been done
0: you know yeah but i mean that like that homage thing right like and so what i was talking about in kill bill they're homaging to these these films that i'm just not familiar with uh and and so maybe so maybe it's a similar concept but well it's uh, funny.
1: It's, it's interesting about that because i probably you know all these movies i of all the movies i'd probably say maybe two like i i, I kind of know a little bit about like the war movies i don't know anything about hong kong movies but i still enjoy them you know what i mean yeah yeah. And, and it makes me kind of interested in in, in uh, uh, maybe getting into those movies a little bit. But, but for example, I've never watched exploitation movies. I don't, I don't really not super interested in them.
0: Yeah. Foxy Brown. Yeah. Did you? Coffee? Mm. I don't think I, I don't think I've ever seen them. I probably, to be honest with you, when I was growing up, I, I would watch anything on TV. I liked yeah. the mod squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had, ne- I've never been prejudiced, man. I just don't care. It's like, I appreciate you, for you and your culture and all of that stuff, right? So uh, I can either relate or I can't. And it doesn't have anything to do with your color. It has more to do with like your culture or things right. that you like or don't like or whatever, right? But, um, yeah, shit, man. I watched all that stuff, and I so I could have very well could have seen it. but that's my whole household was that way. Um, it was totally uh, open in that way. You know, we watched everything from. The Jeffersons, to uh, what do you call it? Uh, all in the family, which is now – you watch it now, and you're like, oh, my God, how do they get away with that? Yeah. But, um, but anyway, back to Reservoir Dogs. I mean there is scene after scene after scene in this film, every single scene. Like this is one of the things I think is different about uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Every scene in Reservoir Dogs is good to great, good to great. And I mean every scene when 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 Michael Madsen shows up at at Joe's house and he just got out of prison and, you know, he's he's picking him for the heist. That's a great scene because not only does it reveal a new character in Michael Madsen, but it also reveals some of the some of the um the, the character of Joe picking guys for this job. Right. He's not just picking random dudes. He's picking guys he really needs to trust on this. And. um. And then the whole relationship between, uh, uh, what's his name, Penn, Sean Penn's brother there, whatever his name is. Yeah, that was uh, Nice Guy Eddie? Chris Penn. Nice Guy Eddie, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, his relationship with Michael Madsen's character, uh, you know, that was developed in that one scene. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's every single scene in that thing was great. But, um, you know, the diner scene, the Steve Buscemi, yeah, I don't tip. I don't yeah, I tip for the birds. What are you talking about, General Tip? I paid for your breakfast. Throw in your buck.
1: So I, I just watched a uh, a movie with Steve, Steve Bushimi in it, uh, uh, The Death of Stalin. Did I tell you about that? Mm-mm. Oh, God, man. You got to... Uh, that may be, if you haven't seen that, maybe that'll be on our, our uh, film swap. Watch list. Okay. Yeah. that That's... Uh, I won't say anything more about it.
0: Okay. So... so uh, but yeah, so then... Uh, and also, like, the whole sequence where... Uh, where Bashimi, as an undercover cop, he's like he's he's falling in with the gang, right? And he's going to Harvey Keitel and Harvey and Keitel is telling Tim, or Roth. Or yeah. Tim Roth. That's what yeah. I meant, yeah. yeah. Um, where he's uh, Keitel is telling him how to deal with the bank guy if he starts giving you problems, and you know all that that the stakeout part, you know, all, everything, everything in that. And again, to me, that says new filmmaker yeah. because. I have to make every scene count. I, I don't have unlimited budget, so the shit that I include in this movie's got to be good, you know. Right. Um, whereas, if you like, you were saying on Grindhouse, it's like, man, there's a bunch of useless shit in here. Right, we don't need all of this, you know. But you would say you would
1: say that Pulp Fiction, though. Uh, I wouldn't. I would also say that that with uh, Pulp Fiction, there's no wasted shot either. I think it's a solid movie all the way through. Every scene's scene
0: is um, essential. Yeah. I don't know. I I can't say, well, it's like the gimp stuff, right? Yeah. Like the only thing that the gimp, that, that character, the only thing that that revealed to me um, was the, the depravity of the shop owners. You yeah. know what I mean? But that didn't yeah. add a lot. Like it, 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 it kind of like it, it gave, it gave us as an audience an opportunity to see Bruce Willis, uh, to redeem himself and and save the guy and get out of you get his get out of jail card free so to speak, mm-hmm. but um, but you know we, the the gimp didn't need to be in that. Oh, I don't know. Like, I, it like, was funny I, and and yeah, yeah it but, was. But it was to, interesting. To but your but point.
1: Was, to your point, though, there was, you know, uh, they were. They, I I looked at. Uh, okay, let's switch over. We're switching over to pulp Picture
0: now. Okay, and, and and just We can about, talk about these together. And yeah. by what I mean, what I mean by that is, no, I'm just kidding. No, so so uh, <laughs> you know what together it means wait. I'll look it up. <laughs> uh, Anyways, uh, you can fuck off. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then there's that.
1: So uh, so no the uh, the, the thing <laughs> well, with the uh, the Gimp and why I thought that that was a that whole that whole uh story within that story about Bruce Willis and that's one thing I loved about Pulp Fiction. Let's let, we'll get to that in a second. The one thing about Pulp Fiction, you had Reservoir Dogs, blew my mind, okay? Right. We had uh, Pulp Fiction, like, again, blew my mind, right? Stratusia. and yeah. And, and, uh, and we, we were talking earlier, you said that individuals could, could rank these movies differently. You know, it was interesting that... You know, people could be listening to this and think we don't understand. Like I said, if, if Melanie was in this conversation, Jackie Brown could be number one. That's just one of okay. her favorite movies. And I okay. thought about Jackie Brown, while I really like Jackie Brown, and the reason it kind of regrettably ranks lower on the list is uh, is it just seemed like a very typical movie, uh, you know, that that I might see from just about any director after Tarantino mm-hmm. uh, blew my mind twice. And, and of course, Pulp Fiction... Was just every to me, everything about in that was stellar Mm -hmm. Uh, on the GIMP scene. You know, you had these two individuals you had, uh, you know, the the Ving Rhames character and the and the uh and the Bruce Willis character, and both of these guys were spiders, you know, and they were both killers or they both were capable of it. And and suddenly they were two spiders in somebody else's spider web. And to your point, uh, they that the gimp and everything like that uh yes it it really it it was a scene that when it happened i even remember sitting in a theater and going like because i knew about i knew who tarantino was now i remember the ear scene from from Mm. uh from reservoir dogs and i was thinking oh my god you know if he can if he can jack me up on the on that ear what's about to happen and and still there were scenes in there
0: that were insane you know in that Mm. whole gimp thing so i don't know i uh well yeah so i, I think i think i where i put the gimp as a character in the in the film it's just like it's like a style it's like a chunk of style you know what i mean to, yeah. to show how depraved the shop owner really was and right. zed um and again it, it provided a mm. uh, i guess a, a a what if you know it provided this like man if if bruce willis didn't come along Right. Ving Rhames would have been in a world of hurt because he, he would have... have been the Gimp. You know what I mean? That's right. where That was his future had he not been saved. So. Right. I'm going to say it's not valuable. I'm just saying like the story could easily have been told without that. But, um, and of but course, I you're... didn't see that in Reservoir Dogs. I, yeah. I, like, in Reservoir Dogs, like every single thing was, 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 you know, necessary for that story. It was more stripped down. But again, that's one of the things I liked so much about Pulp Fiction is that it was more flushed out. It was more polished. It was more. Uh, you know, the characters were developed more. Um, um, so I'm, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about the GIMP scene because it's, it's one of my favorite yeah. scenes in there. But um, right. yeah, just in comparing, uh, you know, how the story was told, um, I just thought that it, it could have been done without it, but I'm glad it was in there. I,
1: I know, I know that you were a little upset because, you know, that. You're familiar with zipper, the zipper mask, and you're
0: like, "That's not the way he would wear it." No, it's not at all. Because I was actually wanting to be the Gimp. So, (laughs) Uh, but you're like, nobody,
1: nobody's gonna wear it like that. Nobody's (laughs) gonna.
0: He stole my nickname, you bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's my cage. But yeah, but (laughs) like
1: like I was saying, you know, I, I just remember coming out of theater going like. I, I need to process this movie. Yeah, what I, did I, know I just see? I really oh, liked it. I know I really liked it. But, but and, and let's not, we, we could, like you were just saying, we could probably pick this thing apart all day, yeah. one scene by scene and yeah. so forth. But everything about this from the opening, you know, what they call a quarter pounder with cheese, the, right. the uh, you know, the Mia Wallace stuff where she ODs on
0: on heroin. Uh, that's an amazing scene. The okay, scene- do me a favor. Do me a favor without uh-huh. looking it up. Don't don't look it up. Promise me you're not going to look it up. Tell me what's the opening scene? The opening five seconds. Oh, aren't they in the diner? Nope. Cameras in the trunk. They open the trunk. We should have shotguns for this kind of deal. That was the actual opening. Opening. That was the opening. Yep. Yeah. Okay. How many? How, how many guys up there? I'm not sure. <laughs> Two or three. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, we should have shotguns for this kind of thing anyways yeah yeah i do remember them money, but but I, I didn't know that i thought yeah. that that, yeah, that was the opening scene is when they went up to the to the apartment don't they pivot to the diner pretty quick in that though um i can't remember it was after well in the storyline they go to the diner after that execution but well they do um, but but the but it shot out of sequence it shot out of sequence yeah but and so in the in the actual sequential story they go to the diner afterwards
1: yes yes but i mean i thought they opened on the diner and then it turned into the, the robbery
0: room. no i don't think so All right. That's towards the end, if I'm not mistaken.
1: No, so. they 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 definitely start. I don't know. We're going we're gonna... to. I'm looking it up right now. All right. Well, I'll, I'll bring oh, it up, too. I've watched that movie
0: Opening scene.
1: Now, I do remember the shotgun conversation. 100%. Okay, everybody, we're going to watch Pulp Fiction. We're going
0: to watch Pulp Fiction. Well, we'll be back with you in an hour and a half. <laughs> hour and a half? God, that movie's two and a half if it's a minute. Oh, I think you're right. It's the diner. The diner's the opening scene. God, how painful was that for you right there? No, not bad. Whatever. Okay. All right. That's, so, a, that's an old man moment. Yeah, I'm
1: going to shoot this out of sequence, and I'm going to put that. in well, the there you go. I remembered it out of sequence. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a, well, know, honestly, so I got a Quentin Tarantino brain. It kind of makes sense. <laughs> it kind of makes sense because that is really probably in the in the chronologically that probably is what happened first. No, no, mm-hmm. the drive up would be the first thing where they're yeah. so they're talking about the quarter pounder with cheese and Royale with cheese and all that Royale kind of stuff. with cheese, but. But anyway, um, anyway, yeah, so sharp, whatever. Lo- lots of action, very sharp dialogue.
0: Oh, uh, man, with the yeah, action. crazy, great dialogue. Yeah.
1: Unbelievable. Uh, you know, and, and they talked about how this kind of rejuvenated uh, John Travolta's career. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he, has, has he done any other Tarantino movies? I don't think he has. I think he just did this one and uh I don't think yeah that, i think that's it yeah because i don't yeah. remember
0: seeing him anything else samuel jackson of course latched on oh my god harvey Tarantino Keitel here. too harvey uh, Keitel, yeah.
1: T- tim roth shows up in movies like i said you know yeah. he likes his he likes his actors you know dicaprio yeah. now and i thought yeah. again uh, once upon a time in hollywood was interesting oh he's worked with brad pitt more than once also yeah so uh but yeah you know uh you know but the the uh what is it the christopher walken scene was oh, unbelievable
0: Jesus. i thought eric stoltz was great you know, oh yeah, absolutely.
1: About as close to a perfect movie as you you can have.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's my opinion as well. Because I mean, you know, from all of the all of the the aspects of of me enjoying a film, right? Um, it's got so many elements. Uh, the intrigue of what's in the briefcase, the the uh, the reveal of Marcellus Wallace not being, uh, you know, the the crime potentially not being the crime. Lord that he thinks he is when he gets caught. And like you said, in the spider's web and he could potentially turn into the gimp, uh without Bruce Willis saving his ass. Uh and then the Bruce Willis character and you know, his desperate sort of ditch effort to uh to, to retire and get the hell out of there. And I loved his girlfriend in that. That chick. I don't remember her name. Uh oh, um, in Pulp Fiction?
1: In the, Pulp Fiction,
0: uh... yeah. Bruce Willis's girlfriend when oh, she's like yeah. saying that she liked his pot belly and uh, all that kind of stuff that we we're. Look, She's like a French chick or something like that. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. I bring
1: it up. I think again. I'm. I'm just looking at the. Uh, I remember uh, who the
0: actress was, but uh, oh,
1: you. You're, honestly, you're not going to know. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. I just brought it up on Internet Movie Database. Yeah. Uh, Bronagh Gallagher.
0: Yeah. Whoever yeah, that is. No clue. Played Trudy. Trudy. That's it. Yep. 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 She was but great. I, th- I thought she was awesome as a just as a little side character in there. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole Zed thing was cool, and um, you know Marcellus's club when he's in the background in the shadows, and um, you know telling Bruce Willis to take a dive. And it's weird how those two characters met him and John Travolta in the club, and then later on he kills him on the toilet. And... Right.
1: I'm trying to think, and also the the uh, the uh, the actress who played uh, uh, Honey Bunny is another one Honey that. I— Bunny. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, Amanda Plummer. But uh, mm. you know the yeah, yeah because uh, because Tim Roth character was called Pumpkin and she was Honey mm. Bunny. You know they were mm. talking to each other. And hey you motherfuckers move on. Execute like, so every I, one l- of you. I love the fact that he he holds up his uh his his cup and goes, "Garçon, more coffee." And the waitress comes by and goes, "Garçon
0: means Garçon boy." Garçon means boy. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, again, man, it's typical. Like so quotable. That yep. movie. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. So. Oh shit! You send in the wolf. I didn't know you were sending the wolf why didn't you say so I know and Harvey
1: Keitel was amazing
0: and this is I love Excuse me also, for being curt I love I love how
1: Tarantino goes off about having good coffee, and everybody's like, "Damn, bro, this is a good coffee." And then, then, uh, yeah, that's because I don't drink shit. And then (laughs) uh, Harvey Keitel shows up later, and he gets him a cup of coffee, and he takes one sip of it, and he pauses to acknowledge. Yes, (laughs) just a quiet nod. Yes, that was it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's God. What do you like? You like oak? I like oak. Yeah. <laughs> My uncle. Your Uh-oh. uncle your Uncle Marcellus likes oak. Or whatever. <laughs>
1: well, all right, we're we're spiraling out of control here. Yeah. So yeah, okay. so pulp, fiction, so pulp definitely... fiction
0: number one, uh yeah. you shoot Marvin in the face. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's uh, know... not to love. Oh,
1: th- that was really the epitome of that whole Tarantino. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, here's some violence. I shot Marvin
0: in the face. Yeah. Well, why'd you do that? Well, I didn't do it on purpose. You must hit a bump or something. I didn't know damn bump. I didn't know bump. <laughs> how come every time my fingers touch brain, <laughs>
1: how come I'm in the back backseat? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's oh, freaking great man oh like, my gosh uh, now i gotta yeah, go to watch that movie, that movie man i know man it, it was on the other day oh i i, I was scrolling around and i saw it and i thought man i should didn't watch this i just did not have the time but mm-hmm. it's a rainy saturday so i think that today might be the day
1: yeah i'm gonna go finish Django and chain here
0: in a minute but uh yeah. all
1: right so uh any last thoughts on tarantino that we need to bring up uh well
0: i'm looking forward to his next one um to be honest with you, there's no way I ever would have watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood without you forcing me to watch it for the podcast. So I thank you for that. Because it was actually pretty damn good. Uh, and, and that that leaves room for his next one. I'll, I'll watch the next one. Um, I, don't, I try hard. I love to see movies with no trailer whatsoever. So right. I'm going to do my very best to see nothing about it and just go and watch it when it comes out.
1: If it comes uh, out, well, it probably come out in the next year or so. Uh, maybe yeah. Let's go maybe. to the movies, man. Definitely, let's go to let's the just movies. Go
0: see it in the theater. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we'll do. And if we're still doing what we're doing right now, if we don't get canceled for some dumbass shit we say, <laughs> uh, we'll uh, we'll keep we'll keep running out. So can't cancel me. Uh, you really can't. Can't cancel us. I, I guess you could. But
0: uh, I don't. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: all right. right. Well, we'll leave it at all that. Right.
0: Well, so. For anybody who actually listened to this entire thing, thank you for being patient and listening. And if you haven't seen any of these Tarantino movies, uh, don't take our recommendations. Just go watch them.
1: You 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 will not be sorry. Any of them are good. Start with whatever yeah. you want. Go down yeah. our list. Don't go down our list. But if I had to recommend one that you had to see, that would probably be uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Definitely Reservoir Dogs. So yeah. yeah. All right, everybody, have a great day. This has been an Analog Spectrum production and presentation. As always, it means a ton to both me and Doug that you took time to listen to our show. We enjoy making these things, but we get a massive kick out of knowing we have a few friends hearing what we have to say. This is about the fourth outro I've done, so let's keep it short. Please subscribe, share, and if you like what you're hearing, give us a top-notch five-star review. Finally, feel free to email us, Facebook message us, or tweet at us. We love feedback and criticism, as long as it's constructive. And we're always interested in new show ideas. But well, that's all I have for now. The shows will keep coming. I promise you that. Thanks again for hanging out with me and all of us at Analog Spectrum. We'll see you again soon.